So it turns out that the rumor is true, that labeling and the English and French language requirements for labels are a big factor in why we've got no cold medicine for kids. It can't be the only reason, and it isn't, but the fact it's a reason at all, that's really concerning. We talk to a pharmaceutical executive and find out exactly why that's the case. You know, you don't want to believe something like this can be just this simple. That we have a Tylenol shortage, we have an Advil shortage, it's getting worse, not better, it's only going one way, and the bilingual labels end up being part of the problem. And you're like, that. it can't be just that simple. Many people have said, where's the urgency from governments here? We're talking about antiquated uh, restrictions and masks on kindergarten kids again, when a lot of our issues with RSV, a lot of our issues with kids in hospitals, and there are more, there's no doubt about that is solved by some of this medication that seems to be available in every other Western European country and certainly in the United States. Justin Bates is CEO of the Ontario Pharmacists Association, and he's kind enough to join me now. Justin, thanks a lot for making the time this early. I I appreciate it. Hey, good morning. Great to be with you. So I didn't want this to be true, but you've probably known this is true for a long time. Some of the uh, supply shortage in these important medicines for parents of, of, you know, kids big and little has to do with the labeling. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Well, the, the shortage is actually due to a 300% increase in demand from late summer into fall. And one of the solutions is to look at other jurisdictions like the U.S. to import for sale in Canada their supply. And uh, what's happening is that uh, they're not approved. They don't have a Health Canada drug identification number. So they do need an exemption from the federal government. Um, The labeling you've talked about is actually threefold. One is, yes, the bilingual component, Mm -hmm. uh, which they have the authority to to override. Um, But it also has other things like dosing requirements is slightly different. The formulation in the U.S. has a different concentration um, and that needs to be addressed as well as the drug facts that are on the label. But let's face it, if it's safe for kids in the U.S., it should be and is safe for kids in Canada. And we need to expedite this so that we can get more children's Tylenol and Advil on the shelves in pharmacies. Are we putting enough pressure on Health Canada to get that done? We are, and, and there are stakeholder meetings uh, with the health minister looking at uh, both the manufacturers, wholesalers that distribute to the pharmacies and, and pharmacy stakeholders. I mean, I think this should be done by now. I don't know why it's taking this long. Um, and now to exasperate all of this, we have a shortage of children's amoxicillin. Yeah. So as you noted, um, you know, shortages usually uh, lead to other shortages. And uh, that's what we're unfortunately seeing as respiratory illnesses increase. Cold and flu season is now uh, upon us. And of course, COVID continues to uh, outbreak uh, across communities. Justin Bates is our guest CEO of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. I remember getting uh, scripts for amoxicillin when, when kids were younger, and there just is that sense of relief for it. What's the demand like? And, and it, are we sort of at a peak demand for that particular uh, remedy right now? We are. And in, in the U.S. saw the shortage about two weeks ago, so it's taken that long to hit the uh, Canadian uh, market. Um, And yes, we're seeing uh, demand that we haven't seen before. Manufacturers plan based on historical patterns of consumption, and uh, they look at uh, what's happened in the Southern Hemisphere with the cold and flu season. So the respiratory illness season leads to other infections. So when you even have COVID uh, or a cold, it can lead to ear infections, uh, pneumonia, Uh, and other uh, bacterial infections where you need amoxicillin. So 
the liquid formula that has the flavoring is what's in shortage. There are options for parents, as there are for the child uh, Tylenol and Advil, which mm. is to take the, the adult uh, tablets and split them uh, and crush them into things like applesauce, or if your child can swallow, you can swallow the half tablet. We're also looking at, um, there are other antibiotics that aren't in shortage, so looking at alternate uh, prescriptions, as well as many pharmacies can compound the solution based on having the raw ingredients. So we're not in a desperate situation yet, but it certainly is less than ideal. It doesn't strike me, Justin, that this is also something that you can hoard. I, this is not a non-perishable. This is not toilet paper because there are expiration dates. I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone to the cupboard. And I mentioned this the other day on the air, and a lot of parents are like, yep, exactly, where you go and get some cold or cough medicine and then realize they have pretty short lengths of time before they expire. So it's not like somebody could have came in eight months ago and bought you know, nine, nine bottles of, of children's Tylenol and, and make that unless they're buying them for other people, you, you can't use that much in a short period of time. Yeah, unfortunately for the over the counter products, we actually did see panic buying similar to toilet paper, which huh. exasperated the shortage. So we had some hospitals issue letters that uh, signaled the potential for this to get worse in August, uh, sick kids being one of those. And it was uh, well intentioned, but what ended up happening was there was confusion of whether you needed a prescription. Um, and then there was the, well, I better go in and grab two bottles or two packages of this. And, and that did increase to 300% uh, over, you know, year over year um, uh, demand increase. And, and I think made it worse. So what we are doing or trying to do is recommend to pharmacists that when you do get supply, and the good news is there is supply, mm-hmm. it is coming slowly. So some pharmacies will have it, but not all. Um, and people I know are, are shopping around, but it's to try to limit one bottle per customer so that we can ration it. And that will help uh, as the supply chain tries to catch up because the manufacturers can only produce so much. They have a limit on their capacity with the factories and lines that they have and labor. So they're at about 34% more production, which is a, uh, a record high when you look at the manufacturers for Tylenol and Advil. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, as we mentioned off the gate, a lot of the red tape, I'm sure they're doing everything they can. We're speaking with Justin Bates, CEO of the Ontario Pharmacists Association on 640 Toronto on Toronto Today. What's what's the standard sentence to parents coming in and asking for children's Tylenol or children's Advil? Is there a set wait time right now that you'd say, this is probably how long it would take, so plan ahead? I would love to give a time frame, uh, and as we've seen since the summer, I mean, we had respiratory illnesses spreading in the summer that we don't normally have, largely because people are going out more, uh, masking and, and public health restrictions are lifted, and, and our immune systems haven't been inundated with all of these viruses uh, really for the last two years. So because we're seeing an unprecedented amount of respiratory illnesses, um, you know, the, the, I guess the, the, the prediction would be we're going to have a rough road throughout the, the winter. I don't expect that we're going to see normalization, even though we'll see more supply coming in. I, I do think this is going to be a challenge uh, with shortages. Um, look for alternatives. Talk to your healthcare provider, be it a physician or pharmacist, if it's the adult uh, tablets to split or um, looking at um, mm-hmm. other home remedies. Because not every fever needs to be treated, uh, high grade certainly, but most fevers subside after 48 hours. And there are things you can do at home. Um, to try to treat those symptoms. But of course, if it's severe, we'll look at compounding and other options for parents. Hey, Justin, as you said, it's going to be uh, you know tougher late fall, tougher uh, winter. I hope we can uh, make a, a call again and, uh, and you'll give us uh, this kind of uh, great info and great advice. Thanks for making the time today. 
Sounds great. Thank you. Awesome. Justin Bates is CEO of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Listen, there's more than enough occasions where I've said this, and I actually really do believe it. If this was medication for older people, if this was medication for our seniors, somehow, some way, we wouldn't be stuck like this. We wouldn't be saying, ah, shrug of the shoulders. Sorry, not much we can do. Have you thought about going to Buffalo? Have you thought about crossing the Ambassador Bridge and going to Michigan? We'd never have done this with medication for 80-year-olds, but for 8-year-olds, somehow it's okay. I can't figure that out. I'm not quite sure why why our society does this. Should we honor and respect our our older people? Absolutely. Of course we should on a a regular basis, Uh, consistently. They raised us. Okay, We We owe them something back. We owe our kids something as well. We've said this before. If we wanted to really limit hospital capacity, if we really wanted to free up hospitals at any time in the last two and a half years, we'd lock down everybody over 70. We'd bring food to them on trays and we would inject every needed booster into them. And if we but we would never do that because that's uncivilized. That's um, that's totalitarian. That's demonic. Masking five year olds, 35 hours a week. Cool day law. Third straight school year. No problem. Got no issue with that. But we would never compromise the integrity of older people. Got to find a way to get a happy medium on those fronts. And I'm surprised. It's great information, but I am surprised there's hoarding. But that's that's what we do. You tell people there's very little of something. They'll go right to the store and buy up as much as they can. Supply and demand. And if the supply chain is affected, the demand chain increases. It's how it always works.